Well, hello and welcome back to Noah's Window. Today we're going to go to a really intriguing book in the Old Testament, the book of Jonah. It's a very short book and it has uh, uh, really simple themes to it. Um, most everyone is familiar with the story. I know you've done at least two series on the book of yeah, John. Yeah, and I'm always wanting to do another yes, one. Yes, it's a wonderful book. <laughs> I think I'm always telling you, I want to do another series on, another series on uh, John. There's, if you haven't heard one, you might uh, you might go and look for those, and maybe I'll try to find a link to put below. Um, but where we're going to zero in today is uh, fairly early in the story when Jonah's running from God, and he's on the ship, and there's this big storm, and the sailors determine that this storm is Jonah's fault. And so they go to Jonah, and they, uh, they ask him a question, okay? So they're asking him, when they find out he's the source of their problem, they said, why is this awful storm come down on us, they demanded. And here's what they asked uh, Jonah. Who are you? What is your line of work? What country are you from? What is your nationality? But I'm fascinated with Jonah's answer, and I think it's a really important one. Jonah answered, I'm a Hebrew, and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the land. Now, um, they didn't ask him who he worshiped. They didn't ask him anything about religion, but Jonah knew that was the key to what the problem was, that he he is in trouble with the God, creator God. But the reason I think that one really jumped out at me is, even in our culture today, the first thing that people want to jettison is that God is creator. Mm-hmm. Well, they are asking Jonah to identify himself. And mm-hmm. as you point out, they're in the mother of all storms. And these guys are accustomed to storms. So this is an especially bad storm. And as you also pointed out, Jonah has been commissioned by God to go to Nineveh, which is the most brutal city in the world. It's the first, I think it's the first million inhabitant city in history. Um, and to preach. And Jonah is running. He's headed for Spain. <laughs> And uh, he's hoping to go incognito, but the storm comes. And the sailors are so upset because Jonah is not praying to, I mean, they're all praying to their gods, a God of this or God of that. And they wake Jonah up and they realize, as you point out also, that it's Jonah's fault. And Jonah says to them, I am a Hebrew and I fear God. And he said, I fear the God who made the sea. Mm -hmm. You know, we're Mm -hmm. all in trouble in the sea. It's my fault, but I want you to know that I serve the true God, and I serve the God who is the creator, as your, as your point uh, was, and, and I think a great point for us today. And, and another thing, too, let me ask you a question. Here's Jonah. He's been asked to identify himself. How can we identify ourselves without our God? We can't, because our identity is in him. Right. He's the one that gives us our identity. He's the one that gives us life. He sustains our life. He gives us purpose. You know, as my mother used to say to me, to break this down to really simple, when I was just a, a child at my mother's knee, she said, it's no accident that you are here in this place mm-hmm. at this time. God has a purpose for you. And so acknowledging the Creator God, you know, you can take that to all kinds of levels. He created the universe. He created the earth. He cre- but He created me in this time, in this place, for the purpose that He alone knows and has designed. And, and that's very, very powerful. Well, I'd like to get your take on something else, too. And again, this is really what you opened up early in this Noah's window. I can't identify myself without pointing to God. Yes. And you can't identify the true God without acknowledging that He's creator. Yes. You know, we see that in Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created. That's the introduction that we have to God. 
when Paul is on Mars Hill and he's introducing God, he says that he is the one who created heaven and earth. Mm -hmm. So how do you feel about the importance of not being able to separate the true God from creation itself? Because a lot of people want to do that today. They want, there are actually are people that call themselves theistic evolutionists. In other words, mm -hmm. they would say, I believe in Darwinism, but I believe there is a God out there that may have started this somehow. It's so incompatible because here's the thing. You can't say God told the truth some of the time, mm -hmm. but he didn't tell the truth the other part of the time. So it's just inconsistent with the character of who God is. Yeah, everything has got to go back to some kind of first cause, mm -hmm. everything that is in existence. So, you know, uh, <laughs> the culture itself, and this is what gets taught pretty much in, in, in every academic setting in our world today, it is that it all starts with nothing, and then something happened out of nothing. We believe that the God of creation is the one who started everything. To me, that's a far more plausible, supportable thesis mm -hmm. than it, it, it came out of something came out of nothing. The preponderance of evidence leans that direction anyway, yeah. even scientifically. I was just reading a quote this morning that someone had posted that um, a great Christian man who was in a, in a position of leadership said, you know, we shouldn't be surprised when we're ridiculed for our faith. We should just be prepared for that. That's Jesus warned us that we would be. And, and that is the core issue. If you can prove that God did not create us, it changes the whole narrative of life itself. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. Those people that, that want us to prove that he did create, they can't prove he didn't. No. I'm just, you know, okay, can I go to one well, of my yes, pet peeves? Okay. Because I, I'm so I'm so passionate about this anyway in Genesis, and I can't wait till book by book when we talk about Genesis the first year. But here's the thing that, that um, I used to encounter when I was leading a small group, and we would talk about creation. The uh, those Christians that you just talked about that want to somehow parse it out and, and sew together uh, Darwinism and uh, creation science, sort of, kind of, um, what they would say is well. I believe God created, but not in six days. I mean, it, it, it couldn't be six days. There had to be millions and billions and trillions and however, whatever you know, number you want to come up with. But this was my question. This was my question, I think is the key question. If, and they say they believe that God did create, created everything just through Darwinism. But if God could create light in the earth and every every uh, animal and every plant and every system, if God can do all that, could he not do it in six days if he wanted to? Absolutely. I mean, here's the thing, if he's God and he wants to create in six days, to me that's the key question. It goes back to who is God and how powerful is God because what these people want to try to uh, you know, straddle the fence on is well. Yeah, I believe in God, but you know, this this can we can we can make these work together. Well, the, the problem is, is that stretching out the time makes it more implausible. Not exactly. Less implausible exactly. Because you have to talk about you have to talk about organisms that that have irreducible complexity. complexity. Mm -hmm. So consequently, the idea that somehow this organism has less sophistication. In its, in its makeup, that it somehow existed for millions of years in that inferior state, that's that's a more prob problematic concept. But, you know, I understand, I mean, here's the thing. I, I definitely don't agree, and I, I find reprehensible what pure Darwinists believe, but I almost have more respect for them mm -hmm. than I would have for somebody 
who tries to say, I believe in God, but I also believe in Darwinism, because what they're trying to do is they're trying to thread the needle, they're trying to, mm -hmm. they're trying to find middle ground. Most dangerous place to walk is the middle of the road. That's right. You know? That's right. And it, it is just such an implausible concept. It neither pleases the devil's crowd, and it definitely doesn't please God, I believe, that people try to, try to make some kind of a thesis up where you can believe both God and you can believe that something came from nothing. Well, uh, jumping just a little bit, I'm hoping that you'll all get your Bible and read the book of Jonah mm -hmm. um, and, and maybe watch one of the series, but read the book of Jonah. You don't want to miss that it. it's a short book and it has so much. And, and some people want to say, going back to the people who kind of are on the fence, you know, well, nobody believes that's really true. But you know what? Jesus quoted, Jesus quoted, Jesus yeah. quoted from Jonah. So, and he quoted from Jonah to talk about his resurrection. Yes. You know, he said, as Jonah was in the belly of the whale three days, so will the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth. Yes. So, I mean, of all the things that Jesus could have compared himself to Jonah in, he took the most important thing of all, which was the resurrection. Which just, this is just a footnote. Obviously, Jesus did not unhitch. From the Old Testament, just throwing that in there. Just throwing. That in there. <laughs> anyway, well, I hope you guys will go and get your Bible and read that, and and uh, and I hope you're encouraged again to remember that our God is the God who created the land and the sea oh, yeah. and everything. And to me, that's a great comfort that that's my God and yeah. that's how powerful He is. And uh, that that reminds me of yesterday where those things, how He did it, that's too great for me. Yeah. But I trust that He did it because He told me He did. That's right, and it makes sense. I mean, yes. really, when you get right down to it, it makes sense. And of course, I'm sitting here chomping at the bit because I want to preach through the book of Jonah again. <laughs> I think the first time I preached, well, Run, running. I, I was going to say the first time in recent times I preached through Jonah back in the 80s and 90s, but um, I think back in 2000. Early 2000s, you did running. Yeah, didn't 2006 you? or we were seven. In the new building. I did a series called Running, um, and. Uh, took it from an outline from the book of Jonah because chapter one is running from God, chapter two is running to God. I remember perhaps the great sermon from that mm. series was chapter three, running with, with God. God. Yes. And uh, the last one is running ahead of God. Mm. Uh, but powerful. I don't even know if we still have that series. It's That's somewhere. A long time ago. I'll I did take something it more recent, maybe 2009 or 10. Yeah. It's, I it's think it was called Jonah. I think it was right. Called Jonah. We'll see if we can. Pull those up and share those. But with I want to talk about it again. So I don't know, maybe 2024, something like that. There you go. Well, we'll all look forward to that. <laughs> well, Mary else would you pray for us? Today? Yes, let's pray. Father, we're so thankful that you provided these stories for us that we can read about what you did so long ago, and we're so thankful that you are the Creator God, and we can trust you in that. And Father, that uh, you are holding all things in your power. I pray that you would be with each and every one of us even today that we can trust you and um, and be calm and, and courageous knowing that you do have things in control that are too great for us as we talked about yesterday. Father, I pray for each and every person in our Noah's Window family that you would bless them especially today. Provide for them, give them wisdom and guidance and comfort, whatever is the need in their life today, Father, you know. And uh, we're going to trust you to take care of us and we're going to thank you for all that you're doing and we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for praying for us, Mary Allison. Thank you for joining us. God willing, we'll see you tomorrow on Noah's Window. Yes, we'll see you soon. God bless.